I said weird deja vu then as well. It's just weird. It's really strange, isn't it? See when, boss. Yeah, go for it. Good evening, comedy geeks, and welcome to the super special secret comedy guest. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. That'll do. <laughs> Geeks, and welcome to the super sexy special secret extra special interview with Mr. Chris Chopin. Hello. Hi. Hi. Nice fridge. Yeah, it's a uh, really big fridge. Yeah, right. Like, it's uh, pretty handy. So, especially because I, like, I like to cook things and I need to freeze all the meat in little freezer bags and stuff and then ah. all the leftovers, you know, so. Wow, we got a lot of pizzas in there. Oh, I got, I went to um, Asda yesterday. And they, oh, you know cool. they do like the make your own pizza counter? Yes. They, it was obviously the end of the day, so they were using up all the ingredients and they were just, they were all just bunged on the discount section for like 50p each brilliant so I got like five of them bingo yeah scotty off been going a while so um, um, oh this is the recipe book oh, no. awesome are you recording yeah I'm, I'm just going to record oh we're waiting Chris for you cooking. to do something to do show before we start what do we need to do before we start because I have a joke it's it all for the joke I just want you to oh, chop, chop yeah. something well, you're Chris chopping do that in the job. middle and then you can edit that back in. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, rather than all just standing here in silence yeah. and use the chops, you can just Yes, but edit I that like to complicate back to the things. start of the interview, right? So it looks like it happened at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> onions. <clears throat> onions have layers. Oh, this one, mate. It's very straightforward, onion. Mm. So, what is your. <laughs> Don't accuse me of having layers, mate. <laughs> What's your I'm not one of your namby pamby onions with uh, emotions and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, my signature dish, I don't know really. Uh, I just like, because I've got like about three or four of these. Yeah, what cookbooks this? meals and cookbooks. I really love Miguel Barclay's Complete One Pound Meals. It's oh, great because ah. they're, they're all. But it's only quite, seven pounds. <clears throat> they're all quite cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've noticed you posting some of these on your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, and, I've and seen a couple of them from up in the last couple of these. There's such a wide variety of different recipes, so you can do like, you know. Yorkshire pudding, you know, turn the whole Chinese things, Indian things, all sorts of different cuisine, Mexican stuff. You got a vegan one as well. Yeah, a vegan one pound wheels. Yeah. My girlfriend is vegan, and ah. my friend Phil Cooper is vegan. That uh, so nice. Yeah, that looks amazing, nice. doesn't it? Yeah, I did that one. Neat. I've done that a couple of times. Golden syrup broccoli noodles. No, I've never put golden syrup with broccoli. No. But it's a golden is. syrup? Yeah. We get a bit of golden syrup yeah. in there for the sweetness. I think because normally you do that probably with honey. Yeah, ah, yeah. yeah but yes, if so. you're catering for your vegans, you don't want any <coughs> honey in there. Don't I honey like anywhere near it. A teriyaki sauce, I do. Ah. I always forget things like honey on soup for vegans. Yeah, it's I a forget bit of an outlier. So that last sketch we recorded, no it's chance. Not, not vegan friendly. No. Yeah, the bee sketch. Uh oh. We just annoyed a lot of vegans. Mushroom orzo. Thai yellow curry. Well, that looks nice, doesn't it? 
Everything looks nice in this. Yeah. I'm really hungry now and I'm looking through a cookbook. This is not good. The recipe book pictures always look nice, don't they? Sweet corn and courgette fritters. So, Mr Chopping, how did you start in comedy? Um, well, I wanted to be a comedian when I was a teenager, but I lived in a small little suburban town where there wasn't really any comedy clubs. Um, where are you from, then? I'm from Flittick in Bedfordshire. Right. Yeah. Um, no one's ever heard of it. No. And <laughs> so you can't really... There wasn't any examples of comedy that I could see live and people doing it. So my whole idea of, of comedy was, you know, like Eddie Izzard bringing out a new video every year, and that's what I thought you had to do, is like have this like hour and a half brilliant new show every year, and I didn't realise you could start small, like open mic nights, I just thought it was for sort of magical, special telly people and not for the likes of me. Yeah, so they seem to come out of nowhere as well, don't they? It's just like, oh, here's a new comedian, but they've probably been going for yeah, 10, 15 years, Because when you're a kid, you don't know about the club circuit, any of that, and like I say, there wasn't a club locally that I could go to. So it was only when I moved to Cardiff I sort of realised there was more live comedy and I got a job at the Glee Club ah. and then you see comedians, you know, there's a whole lineup of different comedians doing 20 minutes each and you go, oh, okay, there's like a club. And then you discover there's like an open mic scene and um, my friend kind of said, you should do this and kind of push me into it, drag me along to Chapter Art Centre to see Drones Comedy Club. Right. And Dan Thomas, who was running it at the time, said, when do you want to... Hi, Dan. He said, uh, when, do you, when do you want to book in? And I, you know, we'll get you in for that next week. And I said, no, no, I've only come to watch. She went, no, no, we'll get you in the diary because that will force you to actually do it. <laughs> yeah, um, have a deadline. Oh, he's yeah, good, exactly. Push me out <clears throat> And, yeah, and look back, it was great. So was that your first time gig? Um, yeah, I was at Drones Comedy Club, like about a fortnight later. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty terrifying, pretty nerve-wracking experience. How did it go, though? Uh, well, at the time, I thought it went really well. I definitely got some laughs and things and just enjoyed it. Maybe if I was to hear it back in hindsight, it would make me cringe, but I, it, I certainly got enough laughs to want to stick at yeah. it, you know? But it didn't quite smash it. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's, let's assume I did smash it until proven otherwise, until someone <laughs> sources that footage. Is it on YouTube? No. <laughs> it is not on YouTube, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, neither's my first time. What sort of comedians do you watch? Um, I, well, I try and watch a really wide variety of comedians. Last night I was watching Aziz Ansari's new special. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That was very interesting. I've never um, watched any of his stand-up. I, I, I love him on like, Parks and Rec and yeah. Master of None. He's brilliant. Oh, big Parks and Rec fan. I feel a bit like he's matured a bit in his stand-up and his new special is a bit def- different to his previous ones. Well worth a watch. Um, but my favourites are people like Stuart Lee... Oh, yeah. I really love James A. Caster. Um, Sarah Pascoe is really, really good. Um, and there's, I don't know if you know about Next Up Comedy? No. That's like a subscription service. It's like Netflix, but it's just kind of basically... Like so it's like it's like online or there's an app for it and stuff. It's like like an, anything like Netflix, any of these streaming services, but it's just for UK-based stand-up. But huh. there's loads of people on there that kind of aren't necessarily famous enough that they'd get a Netflix deal or whatever, but they're really good, so it's a good chance to see some of the people, people like the Delightful Sausage, who are incredible, who <laughs> I, love, I love them so much, and you wouldn't necessarily get to see them um, otherwise, you know, obviously if you don't get the chance to see them live. Yeah. This is Chris. Shopping. So. 
Chris is just chopping an onion. So just to explain to our listeners, Chris is actually, uh, this is a comedy geek first. We've invaded his kitchen. Yeah. Our special guest is cooking us a meal in his kitchen. And it's going to be a pork chow mein. Thank you, Chris. Um, So Amy's been waiting ages to say the line, Chris chopping, chopping. You don't tell them that. I'm just I'm just pulling the curtain back. <laughs> and I am a very slow slow cook, so no, I might be waiting for I've been waiting for ages to actually eat anything. If you um if you weren't doing comedy, what would you be doing? Um I'd probably just be working in retail hmm. or I used to work in a bookshop, but I've been made redundant from two different bookshops now, so I've taken the hint and not <laughs> Try to pursue a, th- a third because unfortunately, yeah, you know, more people are buying their books online or going mm. getting Kindles. Kindles, yeah. Um, but yeah, probably just being a, in a retail job, sort of wasting away, feeling uh, miserable. Miserable, yeah. So sort of promising myself that one day I'll get around to writing a novel. <laughs> um, Have you had any like really bizarre jobs? No, I've, got, I've worked. I've had a string of incredibly mundane, ordinary jobs. I've worked <laughs> in uh, various shops and call centres, really. Working in the Glee Club was quite good fun, obviously. What did you do? Uh, was it barman, was it? Yeah, working behind the bar there, um, serving people their food, you know, everything, you know, from sweeping the floor and everything as well, just um, setting out the chairs and tables at the start of the night, whole cool. from the ground up. The call centres, have you got a phone voice? I used to get so bored that occasionally I'd do a call in like a, a, a really bad Australian accent. Oh, please, <laughs> please demonstrate. We'll do a reenactment. Dan's going to go. Hello, I'm calling from uh, Giddish Bass. I don't want to give the real name of the way the company. <laughs> I'm calling from Giddish Bass. So I'm just calling because you've agreed to sign up to, to our company, come over for your electricity supply. And I'm just seeing if you want to wave your call-off period and speed that process along a bit, mate. Uh, who is this? I'm, I'm ringing from British Gas. You remember you had a conversation <laughs> with one of my colleagues? <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they go, I don't remember this, and get angry and cancel. It was really... <laughs> Got slapped from that job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really was the worst job, I, and the oh, worst job I've ever had, but also the most well-paid job I've ever had. So, what does oh. that tell you? That's weird. You said um, you were thinking of writing a novel. What uh, Have you started it? Oh, no, no, no. I just... I was just if I wasn't doing comedy, you know, if I didn't have that creative outlet, I think I'd probably be convincing myself, well, I'm going to write a novel at some point, but, you know, you know, do a couple of paragraphs, stick it in a drawer, never get back to it, ah, okay. sort of thing, you know. <laughs> it's it's easier to start a novel than to actually... Yeah. What would it, what would it be inspired by? Um, it would be inspired by... That's very boring. I can't remember any of the ideas I used to have. <laughs> Tell us something about yourself that we would find surprising. Do you get people go, oh yeah, I'm glad you asked. There's a lot of surprising things about me, actually. <laughs> people don't know I'm actually pretty great. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just... Insert activity here. Yeah, people would be surprised how deeply tedious I am, except, <laughs> except, except I don't think they particularly would. Um, some, of them, <laughs> some of them have met me. Uh, <laughs> do you ever get like... Um, where you've worked, has anyone then seen you doing comedy and then been a bit surprised? Yeah, well... Like a, a customer. I, yeah, I have had people kind of bump into me and they go, oh, you served 
You're in my glasses and spec favours. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. So, for all, just for our listeners' benefit, very something very surprising is that both me and Chris have and still both do work quite a lot for spec savers. Well, that's really the passion project for me. <laughs> that's, that's why I do the comedy, really, is I can just... It's, the comedy's quite flexible and that allows me to keep working in an optician's part-time. <laughs> you have to take time. Yeah. Yeah. What skills are you particularly good at or particularly bad at? Uh, I Well... I think I'm a good cook, but yeah. we'd be the judge We're of that. Yeah, you'll find out, won't you? <laughs> Is this going to be an authentic tasting chow mein dish that competes with our local takeaway, as the recipe suggests? Served on a smooth silver <laughs> with distressed lettuce. I'll tell you what skill I think I've got. Did you ever, when I was growing up, I'd watch talk, like talking head programs, things like I Love the 90s or I Love the 70s, and they'd have celebrities on like just commenting on stuff from the past I always thought I'd be really good at that yeah well like mmm that's what my favourite biscuit from the 80s yeah. is uh, uh... there's money in the floor there's money everywhere in your house on the floor yes yeah, in tiny amounts don't I mean <laughs> <laughs> if we spend long enough here we're not going to find a 20 bar note like launched if you keep telling people there's money everywhere I'm going to get burglars <laughs> it was like 5p guys calm down <laughs> but <laughs> I think I'd be very good at being like a talking head on a TV, and now they've got Gogglebox, so I could do that technically. Yeah. But it's a it's a pretty useless skill. But I, um, I arrogantly think I'm quite good at talking, commenting on television. That's it. That's all <laughs> I've got. That's the only thing. What about bad? What am I bad at? Yeah. For instance, oh, I can't play guitar. Um, I well, I can't play guitar. I can't play. I mean, the bass. I can't bend that way. Um, I wasn't much good at guitar either. Hey. Um, garlic overboard. Yeah, you just that innuendo just made me drop a clove of garlic. Shock and alarm. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week, if you're going to do an innuendo, please warn me next time. Okay, so I, sorry, I do apologise. I should have brought some garlic up with me. My dad's been growing it in his garden. Is it? Yeah, I've got more garlic than I know what to do with. Oh, I love garlic. I'm always, always buying garlic. Yeah, it just make, instantly makes any dish taste nicer, garlic, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm putting too much. I'm putting in more garlic. Good for podcasting. It's like. Hello, hello. <sighs> but this is always the slow, the slowest bit of the cooking process for me is getting the yeah the skin off. Chopping it, yeah. I'm going to chop it, but chop I need to get all the skin off first, and that yeah. yeah. It's a superpower. If, if you were a superhero, what would you be? My superpower mm. would be getting people to return my emails. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That's something do I that. don't have in real life. So email return sender man. Yeah, if people could actually just always get back to me, I imagine that would put me ahead of the game of just most people in society. Then hmm. it could get annoying though, couldn't it? If everyone was. Well, if I only return, so they don't send me unsolicited ones. They only get <laughs> back to me yeah. stuff that I want. Oh, yeah, yeah. But sometimes just an acknowledgement that I've received an email, I'll get back to you. Yeah, if someone's emailed you, let them know you've had the email. If you're not planning on emailing them back, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. 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 yeah, you tell them, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I need email return sender man. Yeah. So, what is something you wish? You never knew. Something I wish I never knew. <laughs> Comedy. Uh, <laughs> go. I mean, Amy's eating preferences. I've heard some pretty disgusting sort of stories and anecdotes. Well, bro, I got a chair. Uh-huh. 
I wish I, I wish I never knew that tapeworms were a thing because I live in constant fear of developing a tapeworm. <laughs> and you hear stories of people, you know, where they have to sort of tempt the tapeworm out of yeah. one end or the other of the person. So either sit out of the bum or up the through, oh. the, through the gullet. Yeah, or sometimes even through a hole in the leg. And, and you know, oh. mean, yeah, I, I, so I did biology in university and we had to watch a video of um, someone having a tapeworm. Um, unwound from their arse with a stick, like a round oh, stick. Oh, God. That is the Let me just demonstrate. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to go now. <laughs> so these noodles look good. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up before dinner. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so disgusted by sort of, tapeworms, and I live in sort of fear of getting one. And I don't Of having one in you. Yeah, and yeah. I don't imagine I ever will, but just... Mm. The knowledge that they exist. That's grim. I, w- I wish I didn't know, because I'd be better off. Probably not the best time to mention that pork is one of the easiest ways to... Oh, shut up. Right, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'm going to cook this very thoroughly. That's um, brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'm vegan now. Um. <laughs> yeah. Fear of tape ones. Yeah, it is pretty gross. Do you collect anything? I... Um, Regrets. Uh, no, I <laughs> I collect. Uh, I used to collect lots of things. I used to collect like badges and bookmarks and model elephants. I've got quite an extensive CD collection and DVD collection and book collection because all of those things I imagined when I was younger would retain their value. Be an investment. Mm. And, yeah. And now they've been replaced by various sort of streaming services and other options. Yeah. Uh, I, I just very recently got rid of all my CDs on uh, that music magpie thing. It was one of the most distressing moments of my life. Oh, I, yeah. uh, I don't imagine you get very much from them, do you? No, not no. a lot. No, it was like a box of like 100 CDs. I think I got like 30 quid for them, maybe. Just, you know. <laughs> there are some CDs in there that I think I paid more than that for the... Or the CD, like limited edition things and stuff. There we are. It's depressing, but... I know where to keep them. (laughs) You know, if the the secret to business is to buy low and sell high, I got into VHS when they were still relatively expensive and Mm. then got out just before charity shops refused to take them. So (laughs) that's my investment now. But, you know, it's it's a shame because, you know, had loads of great stuff on VHS... There's loads of great stand-up that was on VHS from the 90s that you just can't find anywhere. People that kind of, for whatever reason, have gone out of fashion or just aren't in the public consciousness. So there's no point, say, putting out Mark Lamar on DVD because, you know, where's the audience? Because, you know, most people don't... My dad used to have Betamax as well. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And he had one of these... It's clear that had both Betamax and VHS. Really? I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah. I don't know you could get both in one. He must have been pleased, though, because, you know, if you just back Betamax, then you're screwed, aren't you? But at least if you've gone for both. <laughs> if, you're yeah. on, if you're on yeah. the fence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Multi. <laughs> it was cool. But the Betamax was so much smaller. So it was like... Uh, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't think I've ever watched a Betamax. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a particularly... Exhilarating experience in and <laughs> I remember the first ever um, video I had in VHS. It was, um, oh, what's the He Man one? Master of the Universe. Yeah, the movie. Yes. That was one of the first films I ever saw in the cinema. Oh. Really? Yeah. Was, the first film I ever saw in the cinema was a film called Rock a Doodle. Rock a Doodle. What is that? Um, it's a cartoon. I don't know who provides the voices. It's about a cockerel who's fed up of. He wants to be a rock star and all the. Farm animals, like they've got no respect for him because he wakes them up 
every morning and, and he's a pain in the neck. And so he runs away to the city to become a rock star. But then the sun doesn't rise in the morning and the farm starts to flood. And it does, I've just remembered, it does have live action elements in it. And <laughs> I loved that when I went to see it at the cinema. I was a tiny child. And I watched it again years later and it is a mess. So... <laughs> It's a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a shame. You can't go back. <laughs> no. I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's a huge nostalgia thing at the moment, isn't there? As much as I love shows like Stranger Things and stuff like that, mm. I just find that in every episode there's a little bit of cringiness in that. It's like, you know, you find yourself going, oh, I remember that film, and then you think, oh, oh that's exactly what they wanted. What's the mm. last thing you saw in the cinema? The last thing I saw in the cinema was The Lion King remake. Oh, was it good? Yeah. Well, speaking of nostalgia... It it was good, but it was so kind of similar to the original in terms of like the plot and the jokes. You know, it was pretty much kind of scene yeah. scene for scene, and so it was good. But it did also make you kind of think, why is this yeah. happening? Why what are is we the, doing? They're, they're this? making them all, aren't they? Like Aladdin and uh, what else have they done? Little Mermaid they're bringing out next, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, very strange. I, I don't really understand why you're making. Live action films. It was it like a request that like what Disney had before he died or something. Like I think do. it's just a cash cow, isn't it? It's a money making yeah. machine, and that's the thing. If the they were doing, yeah, again, just relying on that nostalgic kind of. If they were doing thing. sort of one every three years, and you know, you went, oh, they've made some interesting artistic choices. You go, oh, fair enough. Maybe there's some. That's what they. Do. But the fact they've had the Lion King, Dumbo, and Aladdin all out in the last few months. Yeah, and. It is Dumb- just cashing in, isn't it? Like Dumbo was quite interesting, but the others just kind of felt like almost like beat for beat remakes. Then what's the what are you doing it for? What's the point? Yeah. You- so you wrote an article as well about um, musical movies, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I, I wrote an article for WhatCulture.com about uh, seven films that the major selling point was the music of the Beatles because yesterday came out in the cinema recently, oh, cool. and then I saw a film called Across the Universe, which is like a kind of jukebox musical about the Beatles and then you remember that the Bee Gees once starred in a film about the Beatles which is weird and then my dad had the soundtrack to an old uh, an old film called All This and World War 2 which is covers of Beatles songs and like loads of footage from the war and old war movies just kind of collaged together as a sort of weird anti-war there's a bit in it where they play Get Back by the Beatles uh, to footage of Nazi soldiers that has been reversed, so they're sort of, sort of <laughs> goose, goose stepping Small backwards, bags. which is that's bizarre. It's a very bizarre thing to just exist in the world. And, yeah, how and, is that a thing? Yeah, that's mm. and you start going, oh, hang on, there's enough of these different films that are all yeah, uh, all using the Beatles music as not just kind of some background noise, but it's kind of the main yeah. thrust of the thing. It's, it's so intrinsic to what the film is that you kind of go, that's quite interesting. What's what, how, mm. how many are there? Like, I found seven. Wasn't there That's an animated series as well of animals that sang <clears throat> Beatles songs or something? Yeah, that's, really? on, that's on Netflix now, yeah. My, my little boy watches it. It's mm, called... Um, oh, hell, I can't remember what it's called then. But it's, yeah, every episode features a song by the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, what's it called then? What was the song the Beatles actually did? Was it Hard Day's Night? They did the Yellow Submarine, Yellow Submarine, Let It Be, Help, Help. Magical Mystery Tour, although that was a TV special. Was Help the One with the Ring? Where Ringo gets stuck with the Oh, Ringo, not a guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. I 
quite like what they are. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Yellow Submarine. It's really great. The pace is a little slow just compared to what we're used to these days. But yeah. it's very, like, because it's all animated and it's got Beatles songs in it. There are scenes there that are just basically, like, animated music videos for the songs. But they're kind of all very 60s. Slightly trippy, slightly yeah. psychedelic. Seen loads of loads of clips from it over the years. <laughs> I probably watched a bit of it on YouTube. Yeah. Do you know any good conspiracy theories, or can you invent one? Well, there's the one that Paul McCartney died when he was. I did it with this Paul is dead. Yeah. Paul is dead. about that. Someone else has mentioned that. Yes. It is a good conspiracy, though. It, I, well, I don't believe that Paul McCartney is dead, but it's um, the number of kind of different clues you can look for. Tell us the clues. Um, there's things like Paul McCartney is barefoot on the cover of Abbey Road because he's a corpse. And then you've got Can George Harrison. Did he just his shoes that day? George Harrison is in denim because uh, he's the grave digger. Then John's all in white because he's the preacher. And Ringo's in black. I think he's a mourner or a pallbearer he's supposed to be. And then the... There's a number plate on the car that says 28IF, and it's supposed to be 28 if. Like, if Paul was alive, it'd be 28. Uh, it doesn't work because the numbers are off, but people... Some of the lyrics as well, isn't there? Like, um... There's a bit in the end of... Um, I think it's the end of I Am The Walrus. It's either that or Strawberry Fields, I can never remember. Where John Lennon says, very deep in the mix, it mutters cranberry sauce, cranberry sauce, and people think it says, uh, I buried Paul. So, <laughs> Cranberry yeah. sauce, Ivory Paul, yeah. I can see there. Yeah. There's a little bit of gibberish at the end of the Silent Peppers album, this is unrelated, but there's a little bit of gibberish right at the end on the sort of play out groove of Silent Peppers. Yeah, and uh, it's not that one, but it's just like gibberish. Yeah, that's the one. If you play the record backwards, it sounds like we want, we're going to fuck you like Superman. <laughs> Some kids actually went to sort of. Paul's house and I'm like, look, look, why have you put that on the record? And he goes, no, we haven't. And he, they played him in. He went, yeah, it does sound like that. So, oh <laughs> well, that's a good one. And I actually found a website, like I said, I don't believe any of these theories, but I found a website that was basically going, this guy, they replaced Paul with this guy, and he doesn't just play Paul McCartney, he's also Mal Evans, their road manager, who now does some of their PR and business stuff, kind of Apple Records and the, the legacy Beatles stuff. And this website had pictures of them both trying to explain how this guy can manipulate his face <laughs> with wires to turn him from Mal Evans into Paul McCartney and back again and into Billy Shears. It's, Good it's, it's, it's quite creepy and insane <laughs> and, you know, entertaining in its own way. <laughs> Do you know what my conspiracy theory at the moment is? that um, so, that's, so have you heard of this guy who launched this Facebook site, this um, Storm Area 51? Oh, yeah. So they're going to get enough people together to, like, infiltrate Area 51 and find out for definite if there's, like, aliens and Right, what do you reckon is that? Well, we don't What's know. What's the most unexpected thing? Well, this was all drumming up all the information. Was all, oh, sorry, all the um, momentum was, was building on Facebook for this thing. And then suddenly this old face app came out. Seen this? Where you can make uh, your face yes. old? Yeah, have you done it? everyone just got... No, no. Everyone just got completely distracted by that. Yeah, because basically you, you're sending a, your photo to that people who are on that app. So you're still timing. 
I just think there's a conspiracy about the timing that they, mm. that they thought, right, I we need to bring that. something out that's going to like to capture the yeah. public's imagination, just distract them like a little shiny, like a little ball of wool distracting yeah. a, a cat. Ooh, you know? something shiny. Yeah. Mm. And, I, and I think it's worked. Because no. no one's talking about Area 51. No. They? Oh, here's my conspiracy theory. Um, Princess Diana died. Uh, she had to be killed because on the day she died, the Sun newspaper ran a front page article featuring a photo of Prince Charles having a wank in a greenhouse. And do you remember that photo from the Sun? Oh do you remember that? It was on the front of the um, Sun in 1997. They, they published oh that. You gosh, remember? Yes. You remember that? Yeah. But, but okay. we've all forgotten it because we were immediately distracted by Princess Diana's death. Uh, so they had her killed as an immediate way. Well, how can we... It's on the front of the sun. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Then you kill off Princess Diana and we've all forgotten because a bigger story came along. <laughs> That's how news works. You know, it's just, just capturing the public's imagination. So, yeah. If yeah. Prince Charles hadn't been caught having a wank, uh, then Princess Diana would still be here today. But you can look yeah. back and that, episode, that issue of the sun is, is available, but no one ever talks about it. That is bizarre, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I thought he was... Thinking about in that greenhouse. Don't know, but is it Do you not want to be his cucumbers? <laughs> Salad's a bit sticky today. Oh, <laughs> not good pre-food talk. Lovely salad dressing. What's, mm. what's salad dressing? I didn't put salad dressing on it. Yeah. Very, kind of very salty. Very salty today. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a different podcast. I'm trying to keep my salt levels down. That's fine. Comedy. <laughs> What's one story your family always tells about you? Ooh, this is a nice story that my family tells about me. The court is going into the pan. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Who the court, that's his name. I think it's his name. The court is sizzling in the pan. One of the most bizarre things I think I've ever recorded on this device. <laughs> Pork cooking. <laughs> it's not much of an anecdote, but when I was little, my parents do tell the story of um, I wasn't allowed near the fireplace, and they would always hold up a finger to go, no, no. And one time they came in and they caught me sort of crawling towards the fireplace. And they sort of... I turned around and saw them kind of looking at me, but like I thought I had to place myself and I was going to get to this fireplace. And I turned around and I see I've been caught. And I just hold up a finger and just go, no. <laughs> and I, like I said, not much of an anecdote, but there was a, you know. That's adorable. I think they went, oh yeah, he's a bit cheeky, this one. Aww. <laughs> That's nice. I've really got to get one of those magnetic strip things from my kitchen. That's really handy. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I want to get one then. Hmm. Very good. It's good. You feel like a proper chef and just run yeah. around town. What yeah. have you been making lately? Um, I've been making lots of vegan stuff for my girlfriend Ellie. Oh, hello, Ellie. And having had a nice chow mein for lunch, I'm going to go around there and do black bean balls and a tomato sauce later. Sounds good. That's going to be lovely. Nice. That sounds very nice. Do you find cooking relaxing? Yeah, well... As long as I take my time and I don't get too flustered trying to do too many things at once, it's quite mm. sort of therapeutic, I think. Yeah, I, I really enjoy cooking. I like cooking. Yeah. I made Dan poached eggs the other day and he didn't die. Yeah, I'm still alive. Nice. Why can't I make an omelette? 
I don't know. What's the argument on that? I don't know. It's not a joke. I don't, don't I can't. Oh, hang on. Yeah. I've tried now twice this week and I've failed both times. Oh, I, I had about eight goes before I mastered Yorkshire puddings. I, okay. kept, I kept messing them up and now I can do them really well. Um, really proud of my Yorkshire puddings and me toad in the hole. And you can but, visit chrischoppingsyorkshirepuddings.com yeah, um, to place that's, your orders ready for Christmas. That's the only reason I've agreed to come on the podcast, really, is I want to get the message about my Yorkshire mm. pudding prowess out there. I like the Yorkshire puddings. They're not even commercially available. I just want people to know. <laughs> you just want to show off. There are photos of them on my Instagram. That, how would you make an omelette? <laughs> so an omelette is dead easy, right? You just mix. Well, yeah, so cute. <laughs> you, just mix, you need you need a small hot pan, mm-hmm. like an omelette pan. I even bought a small. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. And you mix up a few eggs, a bit of salt, a bit of pepper, a little bit of water. Mix it all up like you were doing scrambled eggs. Just get it all kind of properly mixed up in the in your mixing bowl or, or in a mug or whatever. And then you or measuring jug. And then you just get the pan nice and hot. A little bit of butter or margarine oil, whatever you're using. I had the cooking spray. Okay, cool. But make sure you get it nice and hot. And then you heat up the pan. You tip the stuff in, so and it immediately start sizzling and cooking. And then you just kind of pry at the edges with your um, spatula whatever you're using and then tip the pan up a little bit from side to side so you just you pry up the edges make a bit of space and then get all the runny egg on the, on the top you tip that around the edges as well so that starts to like a pancake yeah so you've got a nice thin layer and then when it's looking like just not too dry on top but not too runny either then you can you know you can quickly whack in any sort of cheese or ham or whatever else you want to put on there you fold it over slide it onto your plate done what happens when you do it? It's more like a scrambled egg mess. Right. <laughs> so, what you need to do is try and make scrambled egg. And, it'll, and it's like burnt <laughs> one side and undercooked. So it's both burnt and undercooked. That's not ideal. We mm. could have done that. I could have done you an omelette yeah. today as a little cookery class. <laughs> <laughs> I was just laughing halfway through that story because I'm just thinking, this is a brilliant, it's a comedy podcast, but... I'm getting like a cookery lesson on how to make an omelette. Mm. <laughs> Put this out as a bonus episode. <laughs> the omelette bonus I episode. I can poach an egg. Um, I can make scrambled egg. Yeah. I can do nice bread. I can make bread. I can do a lot of things with eggs. I've got a, an egg cooking book. Mm. You can borrow if you want. There's this um, thing I've seen as well. You crack an egg in it and it comes with like an egg pop. An egg pop? Yeah, let me see. Or like a lollipop. Honestly, yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but it looks interesting. It's going to take a while now. So, Chris, tell us what you're doing. I'm looking at this recipe, trying to figure out what bits I'm supposed to be doing next, and it's all looking pretty straightforward. Oh, I forgot, and he's put eggs in this as well. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, it's called an egg roll maker. Egg roll so maker. So you pop an egg in and then it pops out like a roll. Ah. I see. Because you want to eat lollipop sh- shapes. So you can have an egg on a stick that comes out. I egg don't think it comes with a smiley face. How much is it? 16.65. And free delivery. 16.65 for an egg pop making machine. It's actually called an egg roll making machine. Egg roll making machine. Okay. I thought, yeah. I would too. The trouble with there's so many cooking things you can buy, and it's just having the kitchen space to keep them all in. That's yeah. why I, 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 you can get too much, can't you? Yeah. I, I find we end up buying. Oh, yeah. 
I find we always end up buying these like contraptions and stuff. It's like, oh, we could make, you know, waffles or whatever, and, it, and just maybe in the cupboard them. never used. So we yeah. just end up getting rid of most of that. It's especially, stuff. yeah, because if you buy, you know, a microwave, that's versatile, but a waffle maker is yeah. literally just for waffle time, and it's how yeah. making waffles, you know. Yeah. I'd have a candy phone maker. I'd do that. I've got a popcorn making machine, and I've always kept it because I thought, oh, popcorn, that'll be really good fun. Mm. And I think we've used it maybe like twice in the space oh. of like seven years. Yeah, I used to have mm. one of them, and it is, it's the same problem, really, isn't it? As you just go, well, yeah. I can you always just have. Just buy a bag of popcorn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, make your own and take it with you to the cinema. You've got some really interesting posters as well for your Edinburgh Festival gigs. Yeah, yeah, I love your new like posters. Like past and present, you know, all the, the really good ones. I have Ignacio Lopez and Michelle Hubberston to thank for those, because they always do the design and the photography between them. Right. And I always come with them with kind of a vague concept of what I want, and they just make it better and improve it and, and make it really brilliant. And every year I've dressed up as a pop star, so this year I'm <laughs> Prince. I was Paul McCartney last year. Nice. Yes, I like that yeah. one. Yeah, the Sergeant Pepper's pastiche uh, yeah. Yeah. one. And then before, yeah, so that was that's pretty much been the format. And then yeah. the year before that, I was Adam Ant. So I don't know who I'm going to be next year. I'm just running <laughs> with people. What were the names of your shows? So Premature Emasculation was my first one. Nice. And the second one was Chris Chopping's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Love it. And this year is called The Artist Currently Known as Chris Chopping. Lovely. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it's, it's like a Purple Rain uh, theme, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's the first one I've named without really knowing what the show was going to be about yet, so I had to be, keep it a bit vague. But, uh, <laughs> so this is Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. Are you doing any sort of previews, locally? I'm doing previews. I've got previews the next two nights in Swansea. Oh, right. You're doing rough bars, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, those are going to be my last two previews. Right. And now I'm going out there, but it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. And the sound of a man opening some noodles. And I'm going to be up at the fringe from the, like the 2nd to the 24th of August every day. Um, performing, that's going to be fun. I think I hope. So you haven't written that show yet? I've, I've written it now. Oh, you have written it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's in a week, but I haven't, yeah. I haven't written it when I gave it a title. So. Ah, OK. <laughs> Some oh. people do leave their uh, shows quite late to write, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I've got you presents as well. What's this? Oh, it's different. You're getting presents now? <laughs> So this, this is your fourth time up to Edinburgh, is it? Or yes, fourth. Cool. This was my third solo show. Actually, I said yes without really thinking. Yeah, I've maybe been up before. But I've done two split shows, uh, a sort of late night improv sketch show thing, and uh, this is my third now solo show. Oh, wow. Cool. Oh, brilliant. I get really excited when I, you know, around this time of year, you just see all the all the comedians you know are just sort of like all getting ready to go up to Edinburgh, and it, it is something exciting about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because we are so mature, okay. I have dessert. Oh wow! I have not seen. Do you those. remember those? Ocean my, jelly. 
grandma used to buy me those every time I went around to visit. That's a real last from the past. That's nostalgia. Like, yeah, genuinely <laughs> a lovely little bit of nostalgia for me. I'm You're really giving us a Stranger that. Things moment. Yeah. yeah. Nostalgia also, trip. So this is something I give to the kids I teach. There's a little sticky... Sticky creature. creatures. Ooh, sticks to the wall. Oh, okay. Sticks to the wall. Okay, they, they don't look dissimilar to the ones we're going to try and eat in a minute. Yeah, I was going yeah, to say, don't mix them up. Yeah, let's not get these mixed up. Don't get it on the floor, though, because it picks up the dew. Oh. It will. Should we try them out? I'm going to, yeah, put, put one on. I've got more on my bag. I'll, um, you can take on the bag as well. Oh. Take one for Ali as well, if you want. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so they just stick to the wall like that? Yeah. Do they, will they ever? They do peel off, yeah. They do peel off. They then. kind of slowly go. Are they the ones that like go like that and then. Yeah. Oh, like they work their way down the water, so if we put it like higher up there then. You might just go. <laughs> we got what is it meant to be? Like a lizard? Yeah. It's a white floppy lizard. His head I... is peeling off, but the rest of his body is sort of. It's remaining clinging on to your life. It is peeling really so. Oh! Here he his, comes. Arms. his arms are free. He's getting tired. I'm just wondering, is he gonna like stick on the way down? Oh, oh. oh that was cool. <laughs> that, that was amazing. Just, it's just like somersaulted onto that bit of the wall. Oh, oh. see, this is our <laughs> next Tom Cruise. Oh, he's not. He's hanging precariously. It's the perfect toy. Ah, it's the perfect fall. toy for an audio medium. Oh, oh. Let's, <laughs> let's film them going down. I'm using your phone. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Ah! Oh, 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 oh. oh, he's getting tired. <laughs> Last time. You put him at an angle this time, eh? Well, just to see how he looks. His tail. Oh. oh, his leg is twitching. Do you see that? It's like yeah, a little dance, like right? the bees. Oh, he's a line. Like a waggle dance. Oh. No, he's staying. Right, let's look at these. On the table. <laughs> Just chuck them in your yeah. chowmin. Just right. chuck them in. What have I got to do next? So, put the pork. Um, throw in the chilli flakes, garlic and red onion. Season, then stir fry for a minute. And the pepper. Mm. The pork cooked quicker than I was expecting. Where can we follow you as well? Um, I have a Facebook page mm-hmm. where I'll be... So you can find me on Facebook and on Twitter at Mr. Chris Chopping. And I also write articles for What Culture as well, so check out some of those. What's the website? Wrestling and music. Music is whatculture.com. Whatculture.com. There'll be various ones about films and music and wrestling and stuff, so mm. give those a look as well if you fancy and share those around and help me get more views and clicks and, and everything that you need in this multimedia age. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Right, awesome. Smells really good. Starting to smell good. The smell of burning oil. Mmm. Mm. Pork pan. Pan. Yeah, just pork oil. Pork mm. oil. Pork pan, I suppose, would be. Nom, 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 nom. putting it. And. <laughs> pork oil. <laughs> you don't see that on the on the oil aisle in Asda, do you? Mm. <laughs> well, got ribseed oil, vegetable oil. Jesus. Pork oil! That's what we need. Pork oil. Okay. So you've got Asda, though. If you're ever cooking fish, you can get fish stock cubes. I can't eat fish. Oh yeah, you don't like fish too. Mm. But you can get fish stock cubes, which are nice. You can get pork stock cubes actually. Mm. Yeah. I use beef ones. Yeah, the beef is like a classic OXO one, isn't it? Everyone's got beef. And stock the cubes, double vegetable stock? Yeah, you get vegetable stock. So. 
I can make nice soup. We're just naming stocks now, are we? <laughs> this is Welcome to the in the words of Dan, stocks. In the words of Dan Thomas, this is really fucking niche, this, isn't it? <laughs> when he was on our show. <laughs> Hi again, Dan. <laughs> Remember what you were talking about when you said it? Yes, I remember exactly what we were talking about. Um, vans? Vansploitation films. Oh vansploitation films. It's a, a sub-genre of movie where um, the, the main or common thing holding the film together is a van. Oh, that's cool. So you did vansploitation with Dan and you've done Beatlesploitation movies with me. <laughs> Beatlesploitation. Yeah. Can I be really picky and have bits without fat on? Please. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, Fat off some bits and then we'll... But the fat makes it cook so much nicer. Give it you to Dan. What if I leave the fat on now and then you just like don't eat the fat bits? Yeah, okay. that'll that be right? easier. Yeah, it does cook better if you leave the fat on yeah. and then cut it off after you've cooked it. Okay. Tip, tip. This is why I can't cook. That's a tip, because the, the, the fat in it is just... You know, ooh, is it flavour? Mm. Get the flavour of the fat without the fat. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had these, uh, I say this pork cooked quicker than I was expecting, and I should have had the noodles on the go, but I thought we had ages left on the <laughs> pork. The packet instructions lied. Mm. So you don't, you don't like eating those little fatty bits? On I love the little fatty bits. That's what I thought. Flavour country. This is good. Does this, this fulfills all of your criteria for what you can eat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, I'm really impressed, actually, that you've been able to accommodate. Well, I was a bit worried, because I... Okay. I had a sort of list of, uh, not instructions, but kind of... Um, <laughs> criteria. Criteria for things that you can eat. And then I said, is this all, how about chow mein, guys? Is that going to be all right? And I heard back from yourself, <laughs> uh, but not from Amy. Just going, like, okay, I mean, I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're happy, but it was Amy I was worried about, <laughs> yeah. if I'm being honest. <laughs> Having you already said earlier in the conversation... I did actually reply, but my, where I live, my internet is so shocking that oh, no. it takes, sometimes it takes a while. Uh. Oh, it's all good though. Chilies, what else have we got here? Herbs de Provence, oregano, garlic, Cajun. I'm just naming herbs and spices that are on here. Chinese five spice. Cinnamon. Which comedian does that routine about Chinese five spice in it? Is it Michael McIntyre? I don't know. Yeah, so. <laughs> What's the bit? He's, I think he's talking about like how it's like that's just the the spice that you always reach for in the cupboard, isn't it? And I've got five spices. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need any of your other spices. Well, I've got five spices. I can't remember. I can't remember. Do you reckon that came out when you know, like combining things with a thing like two in one shampoo and conditioner? Yeah. And uh, wash why, and go. Why take one spice into the kitchen when? Why, yeah, why take five spices into the kitchen when you can use one? <laughs> Chinese five spice. Wait. Okay, that's the worst bolognese I've ever had. Shut up, you. Yeah. The one thing I don't understand about is the you know the shampoo and conditioner in one. Yeah. So presumably it's half shampoo and half condi- conditioner, so you've got to buy twice as much of it. Isn't it? This is true. Is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm no, me either. I'm spouting garbage, like. I don't know what I'm on about. Here's your microwaveable meal with dessert. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> like shampoo and conditioner one. It's um, savoury and dessert in one. Didn't a pasty start like that? They have a meat side and they have a sweet side. You can still get a thing yeah. called Bedfordshire Clanger. Mm. You can't get it very often, but you can get it in specific bakeries in Bedfordshire. That's it, is it? Is it like okay, apple sorry, or something at the end? Is it like an apple pie at the end? You can have like pork and apple. Well, they did one that was beef in one end and then rhubarb and custard in the other. It's, Oof. Yeah. 
Wow. What if you eat the wrong end? <laughs> One of them's just got ice cream <laughs> dripping out the end of it. It's a complete mess. Don't eat the wrong end, for God's sake. How do you know which one's which? They mark it. Imagine well, eating the dessert one. Then. Imagine eating the dessert yeah, end first. I know. Imagine, how do you That's know which end? To which, work the end? Imagine the disaster of like opening it up and having the rhubarb and crumble and then getting to the beef. That's so <laughs> disappointing. Because nothing rounds off a good rhubarb crumble like a big bit of beef. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to get the onion in the pan. Oh, it's going to sizzle. Oh, nice. we got garlic. Garlic. And green peppers. I love the way you chop the onion as well. I, everyone cuts onions differently, don't they? Well, you said very good technique. It varies from recipe, but I thought they just like some nice big chunky bits yeah. of onion. Yeah, I like a bit of red onion. Oh, yeah. And look at that. I'm going to stir. Where are the chilli flakes? Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Chilli, chilli, chilli. Chilli. Oh, chilli. 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 Can you speak Welsh? take off in a plane and just like please take off please take off and that's the only thing that makes the plane take off really yeah. isn't it we all know that and so most of the time it was lovely but yeah. of course being a comedian I tell a story on stage about the one time that went very badly wrong so any preferences to dark soy sauce or light soy sauce because it never seems to specify in there dealer's choice yeah it's all good I like, I, I like a lot of soy sauce I think. yeah me too mm. yeah so it's nice you can have soy sauce in the recipe, but then you can add soy sauce as you eat things to be yeah, yeah. in some places. They put it out and it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can absolutely do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love watching things like food and rap. And they did actually go into the difference between light and dark. Mm. And I can't remember what... Oh, our listeners are going to be so disappointed. You yeah, just so tempted them with that little fact nugget, and yeah. then you just like whipped it away immediately. Because people were... You know when they pull up the numbers at the beginning? I love that bit. Okay, um, what show is this now? Yeah, well, food and that. So what they do, you know you have those health lines on consumer service, right? So consumer service, you, yeah. you phone up these numbers yeah. and you ask a question about the project, that's what they do before they investigate it. So they phoned up someone who made soy sauce and asked them what the difference was between light and dark. And they said something like, one is... Um, more diluted, but that's really not what it is. Oh. No, it's more than that, isn't it? Because you just buy dark and just dilute it yourself, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> there has to be more going on than that. Is it like the type or what it comes from? <laughs> now we're at the tricky bit. It's all being combined. This is where it all comes together. It's where all it all Would you like me to set the table or anything? Or? Um, I don't mind there, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. We're, uh, they're on the table already, yeah? Mm. I'm just going to like do a, like, a comparison shot as well. Oh, no. That's good. Does it, it, like, there's a lot more noodles, I think, than, than that, isn't it? Do you know what it is, right? They brought some of the peppers and onions to the top, and well, they yeah, just... Yeah, they've made some of the chicken on the top, so it all yeah. skins all crispy, and it looks... Yeah. Perfect, but... And they served it in like a pretentious wooden bowl. Who owns wooden bowls? Yeah. They must be a nightmare to 
clean and yeah, competent. Yeah, think about dishwashing what's left in there. And I'm guessing we're not using chopsticks, are we? Uh, uh, wouldn't have thought so. I mean, you can do if you want to. What was it? Yeah, do you want chopsticks? Uh, Should we use chopsticks? Do we give it a go? Oh, I can, I can, I can use chopsticks. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. He says confidently. Right. I think we should. I think we should live a little quietly. Uh, oh, these are so cool. Are they lightsabers? Yeah. <gasps> lightsaber chopsticks. Give them a quick rinse. You've got two types of drummers. You've got drummers with a feel, mm. and then the ones who are more technical. Mm. So they haven't got the feel, but they have the technical knowledge, mm. and then more one with the feel, rather than... Technical. Yeah. Well, that's good for, like, Beatles and stuff yeah. like that, isn't it? You, yeah. You know. like, people always slag Ringo off, don't they? They always piss out them, don't they? But it's good for, like, jamming, because they used to do a lot of jam, like, from people who say, do you know this song? No, I'll play it anyway. Yeah, everyone knows I've played Beatles stuff, don't they? So it's like, yeah. you can just join in. And then. I actually did a gig before and it was all Beatles stuff. Um, yeah. My friend did a last minute gig, booked in Saundersfoot. And he said, Aim, can you sing? He was going to play guitar. I said, But what are we going to sing? Because we never practiced together. We weren't a band. I said, Just play Beatles, just play Beatles yeah. songs. And that's what we did. Yeah, from the audience, eh, if you do that. Yeah, so. we just played all Beatles songs all night. Yeah. Because I knew that's the cool. words and he knew the chords. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh. It was probably a car crash, but still. And we did um, Amy Winehouse back in black because everyone knows that too. <laughs> Just that, and then all Beatles songs. <laughs> and bit um, feeling good. We did feeling good. Yeah. Um, just basically lots of cheese. Nice. Would you like us to do the washing up? Yes. Can we? Um, no, no, it's fine. I'm saying. That's not a problem. I can do that. I got the hang of it by now. It's all good. <laughs> It'll get done in the next week or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a superstar. Going. What a superstar. Um, oh, oh, is your girlfriend uh, quite sort of... Um... Very lucky. Yes, first of all, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not dive straight into sure, it. Um, we're recording. Can we clip that and uh, <laughs> send it to her as a reminder? <laughs> no, she's very lucky. She doesn't need reminding. No. I was, do you know the word I was going to say, but I, I, I realised it. I didn't mean what that word is. It was the word domesticated, but that's not not what I was going to say. Well, yeah. What I meant was, like, is she, um, she's got her own place, so she's obviously used yeah, to... Yeah, she's like, got her own place, so... Yeah. Um, independent. Independent. Yeah, thank she's, you. She's yeah. very independent. Because I'm not very domesticated in that I can cook for myself and everything, but I, I'm not really good at tidying up after myself, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of clatter around, but... Yeah, I remember those days. That was nice. Mm. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> Made the most of it. Let's have these uh, jelly things. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let's dive in. All right. Ocean go for jellies. Mm. I can't remember the last time I had but something like this. I think I used to have them as a child. Yeah, it's um, genuinely something my nan used to, like... Thank you. Um, give me when I was very small. These yeah. are like the, the porker mum of their days, aren't they? I mean, this is the exact thing as it got there. Yeah. Well, you can keep those for, um, you know, oh, your own thank time. Thank you. Okay. Oh, thank you. I've got a seahorse. What have you got? Octopop. I'm intrigued by this because, mm. look, it's got three... I mean, look, it's got little bubbles. There's the individual bubbles. Oh, yeah. They're tiny. Oh, wow. Is there any point? <laughs> are they actually yeah. jelly bubbles or are they just built into the, into the wrapper? I don't know. I've things. Oh, yeah, I've got one. Been a while. But I think mine isn't intentional. Um, mine's just really big. 
That's a lot of detail they've done to for like a couple of little yeah. bubbles coming out of the blowhole of a... Ocean jellies. Well, maybe, maybe they're not supposed to be. Yeah. The only thing is there's a lot of plastic. They taste exactly how you expect them to taste, mm. don't they? Mm. Like the past. Like sweetly artificial. Oh, that mm. tastes like the 1980s. Mm. <laughs> What's the expiry date? Oh yeah, 1983. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at the list of ingredients in these. Oh, it's more than one language, sorry. Basically, <laughs> sugar and lots of ease. Because when you were little, you know, that would be like as big as your hand and you'd, you know, be there <clears throat> for a couple of minutes and then you're like, oh, yeah. Imagine about eight of those in a sitting. Yeah, thanks for letting us interview while you're cooking. That's, 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 that's all right. That's yeah, multitasking, that is. Something half vaguely interesting out of it. Yeah, it'll sound good because of all the, like, the... Like the clatter yeah. and stuff. And you can hear the birds tweeting in the garden as well, didn't they? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I might have one about Prince Charles's wanking incident. Well, that's, that's definitely going I like in. that. That's definitely going Well, in. I didn't like it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. I, like right. I was there. Yeah, I was go- Googling the images, weren't you? Getting very <laughs> yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. People in glass houses. Sexy older gentleman having a wank <laughs> in a greenhouse. No, I didn't. Who doesn't like that? Who doesn't like that? Are you going to like affect my browsing history now? Am I going to get the CIA or someone on me? Don't do it on Internet Explorer, Use a use a non. What do you, you know, do with them? Do it on a, an app that doesn't track you. Go on then. Use, like well, you know, use private browser like you do for porn. <laughs> but, yeah. Or even better, use yeah, DuckDuckGo. I've got my bookmarks. What already. is DuckDuckGo? It it doesn't um, track anything. It doesn't ah. um, allow cookies or it doesn't trace oh, where you are. What I need at. to get this. You, you just what? get to the end and then you just tabs. Uh, last thing I was looking at was John Cage's song 433. What are you What are you getting up to that you don't want people to know about? Mm. No, that's for me and my duck no. duck go browser. You're not going to do a mic batter. You're not going to try and rip off John Cage. <laughs> do you know about that? No. He did a, a song on a Wombles album and it was called like um, A Minute's Silence and it was just silence. Oh, okay, yeah. And then uh, the... John Cage's estate got involved. Really? Yeah. And yeah, it's obviously just meant to be like a little... It's clearly, like, it's clearly lifted a minute of four minutes 33. Oh, my God. <laughs> so 433 is a song, um, and you can buy the sheet music for it as well, so there's no, there's nothing. It's just empty staves for oh. four minutes and 33 seconds. Well, if you need stave paper. But it's, it, if you go and watch, like, a, an orchestra performing it, they, they all, like, hold their instruments as if they're ready to play, and they, and they wait. Yeah, like they have a, the piano lid poised. Yeah, so it's the sound of the room with nothing happening. And a couple of coughs. And they all... This is bullshit! Yeah! This is fucking shit! Last time I come to the fucking proms, I don't know what the fuck's about. Right, get out. We're starting the song again. Come on. We're recording that one as well. Bloody ruined the take. Yeah. They've made that photo disappear. It's not coming up on Google. It's gone. Oh. Oh, that's, that's why it's a conspiracy theory. It's, it's, it's been covered up. It's been covered up. They've covered it up with Camilla porn. Because they know oh, people are going to be distracted by that. And just click yeah. on that, aren't they? Thank you very much, Chris, for joining us. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for cooking for us. Yeah, that was delicious. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Absolutely so beautiful food. We shall be posting pictures on Instagram. Yeah, and if you'd like any of Chris's delicious recipes, um, you can get lost. You can follow him on Instagram and be really jealous at all his pictures. You can probably buy one of Miguel Barclay's one-pound meal books, because uh, that's where I get all my mm. recipes from anyway. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Thank you. Bye.